Hello, everybody. My name is Joseph Trimmer. I'm the founder of Free Speech Studios and the host of the Free Speech Podcast. With me in the studio today, I've got Chankla Academy. Chankla, who are you? I'm Chankla. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, boy. Uh, I go by Chancla Academy. I make uh, Latino content in San Antonio, just kind of showcasing what it was like growing up poor uh, in the city of San Antonio as a Latino. But I don't see you posting a lot about like San Antonio only. It mm. kind of looks like your audience is not just San Antonio. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it's 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 a broad range of people. I mean, it, it just depends on... It's more of like growing up poor than it is just... But I mean, I grew up here in San Antonio, so people will relate to that more. Uh, but uh, the content, you know, it varies from time to time depending on what I'm feeling, you know, that week or whatever. Goes from visiting places to eating food to what I grew up on to fucking around with my kids. So it's a variety, but it's it's uh, it's good. It's You're a family man. I'm a family man. Yeah, yeah. very good. Uh, also in the studio with us today, we've got Horsepower Texas. Horsepower, who are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm Horsepower Texas. I'm a local San Antonio car content creator and YouTuber. I make stuff uh, just pretty much related to cars uh, and marijuana. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I do. I make car content and I do like uh, product reviews. Oh no! Nice. Are you sure your dog is the one that got hit by the car? <laughs> uh, no. With me in the studio, we also have Danny. Danny, who are you? What's going on, guys? Danny Vargas uh, on Instagram, Danny Music underscore ninety three. Uh, Webo Ranchero's podcast. Uh, we just got a little episode going on. We're gonna be recording some more content, just commenting and opinioning on the music scene. Especially the Mexican music scene, so depending where I'm at, like Primo Chancla said, uh, just depending what I'm feeling, because I'm I'm more into all types of music. So homie over here got his whole festival going on, so we're gonna hit that up later, yeah, man. Yeah, fuck so Tejano. <laughs> nah, I don't say that. I hate that. I love Tejano. Tejano's good music. You gotta appreciate it, but it's okay. Everybody from, has their uh, likes and dislikes. From uh, from Florida, we've got intelligence analyst Frankie. Frankie, who are you? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Frankie over here again with another wonderful episode of Free Speech. And you can also find me on X at FrankieUSM1987 and on the Undesirables podcast. Excellent, everybody. Well, let's get started. So we went undercover at a an illegal alien camp for little children in Brownsville, Texas. Not everybody knows that we actually have these in, mm -hmm. in our state. There's 150-plus illegal alien camps in Texas. What? Uh, yes, 289 nationwide. So I want to play this video for you guys real quick and get your reaction. Um, I can listen to this because it's in, sp if you speak Spanish, you'll understand it. Otherwise there's subtitles. So I'm just going to play, I'm just going to play, I'm just going to play a few seconds. Are you speaking my language, sir? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that as disrespect. So in this video, I'm pretending to be a Mexican dad. I showed uh, a Mexican passport, and I, I'm a dual citizen, so I have a Mexican passport. I pretended to be looking for my son, Brandon, uh, that my, my wife had illegally brought to the United States without my permission. Uh, and in this process, I documented the face, the roles, uh, and a description of how the Biden administration is using these religious NGOs to traffic tens of thousands uh, it's in fact since biden started 200,000 unaccompanied kids have reached our borders and gone through facilities like this um and then what we found out later is that they end up in walmart parking lots in austin being handed over to the sponsors uh that these religious ngos are finding for them 
Can they find me a sponsor? Oh yeah, for sure. Anyone can be a sponsor. Anybody can be an illegal alien. Do you get paid to house them? Very much. A lot. You get paid a lot. I'll be right back. Oh yeah. Where do I apply? So Frankie's done a lot of great work on this. How much do you get paid to sponsor an illegal alien child, Frankie? How, how does that work? Well, so this is what where the math comes in. Um, if you didn't know this particular statistic, <laughs> it takes about $12,000 a year for you to actually raise a child in the United States of America. NGOs get paid from $7,296 to $8,356 a month to take care of these children. So that goes to their, you know, basic Jeez, needs and everything else like that. But if an American actually takes 12,000 a year, why would it take 8,000 a month to actually deal with this, you know, particular issue that we have? But that's the actual math that the DHS and the ORR actually have in their documents saying that this is how much they pay the sponsors to actually take care of these children, specifically the NGOs in that particular matter. So it's $270 per day per kid. Something like that, huh? Sounds like an honest day's work. Yeah, about, That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a what a business. And then it is total in the amount when we reported it back in December, it was $88 million a month. Guys, so I want to get your reaction. Uh, you guys don't talk about politics usually, but something like this story yeah. shouldn't be a political story in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if, Chanklet, do you want to give your opinion first? Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I have more of a question, I guess. It's it's why? Like, why are, why are they coming here? What's the purpose? I mean, other than, okay, your typical cliche story of we want better, but like... Why is the government funding this? Why are they bringing... Is there an agenda? Are, like, these kids fucking spies and shit that when they turn 21, they're going to be, like, arroz con pollo, and then, bloop, they're going to activate, and <laughs> some fucking war is going to start? Like, why Why? Why are they doing... Why? Why? So, so we can talk about that a little bit. We yeah. do think my... my At least our reporting is that this is part of a, a larger agenda, right? Mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah, for sure. we, we definitely see efforts to fast-track uh, citizenship for the illegal aliens that are coming in, uh, they, we actually have a, a video of a uh, Democrat saying that uh, really it's always about the undocumented Americans, that mm -hmm. that's their, their highest priority. They're calling them the undocumented <laughs> Americans, guys. So um, they, they, yeah, definitely it's a way to get new voters into the system, but it, it gets a little bit darker than that because these these group of kids are actually unaccompanied minors and mm -hmm. so they are showing up at the border without their parents and right. so this might be a cartel has kidnapped a child and they're just moving them to the united states to traffic them essentially yeah. the other staggering data that that is true here is that in the facility that we went to in brownsville i don't know if this is true and maybe frankie knows if this is all throughout the network of kids or if this is just in brownsville we were told that one third of the kids that were in that facility uh, that we went undercover on had been sexually abused on the way to the United States. And so this is a group of extremely vulnerable kids. They're in a, in a strange country. They don't have their parents and they are hanging out with Catholic priests all day. And so I don't like that. And I'm a Catholic, right? Yeah. I'm like, Mm, does the Catholic uh, Church have a good reputation for having priests no, no. around children? Not at all. No. Uh, yeah, everybody knows that it's ridiculous that this is what's happening. Um, and so it's about power. It's about money. 
um, these NGOs are, are making, uh, I mean, $270 per day per kid. And so it's a business. It's a huge. Where does that money business. come from to give out to the families housing these kids? From you guys. You, I, I mean, need two hundred seventy dollars yeah. a day. Oh no, I heavily evade all my yeah. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Bring me one of those kids. I think I found a sponsor for Rockfest. <laughs> right, right. The hell. <laughs> I think they know they were kids. Give me some money. <laughs> Yo. Give me six of them motherfuckers. They come in a dozen? <laughs> no, they, the money comes from, from your guys' taxes and my taxes and Joseph's and Danny's taxes. And it actually goes into different discretionary funds that have been at the discretion of, let's say, the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security or anybody else in that matter in any position of power that they can utilize the money to whatever they want, because the rhetoric and the narrative that we're hearing from the government right now is that they don't have the money to actually perform their duties at the border. Well, we just reported that, I think it was about two days ago, I found the money. The money's actually <laughs> there, man. They got $3 billion in October 1st, 2023, just to deal with fiscal year 2024, and they have pretty much already given out the money. You know, Jeez. to their actual. Let me uh, around, let me but... play you guys another video. So, maybe uh, people that have watched our podcast already have have seen this video, but I think it matters so much that you understand that the Biden administration is doing this on purpose. This is not a oh, yeah. this this is a hundred percent on purpose. This is Secretary of State and Anthony Blinken announcing the government program that most Americans don't know of. Mm -hmm. It's called the Welcome Corps. It's so ridiculous. It literally is called the Welcome Corps. Listen to Anthony Blinking announcing the Welcome Corps. This video can be found on welcomecorps.org. It's on their website. Hello, everyone. Providing a safe haven and a new home for people fleeing war, violence, and persecution is one of America's noblest traditions, dating back to the founding of our nation. And throughout our history, our country has benefited from the energy, the ingenuity, the hard work of refugees. American communities have long been at the heart of welcoming refugees, whether they were escaping the horrors of World War II, the repression of autocrats, or persecution because of who they were or what they believed. We witnessed this over the last year as Americans of all ages and backgrounds in every American state stepped up to help resettle thousands of Afghans, Ukrainians, and Venezuelans. Building on this proud tradition, the State Department is launching the Welcome Corps, a private sponsorship program that will harness the generosity and goodwill of American citizens to resettle refugees. For over four decades, our system has relied primarily on resettlement agencies to do this work. Under this new initiative, people in communities, faith-based organizations, colleges and universities. So this man just literally announced a program called the freaking Welcome Corps. I can hear the cartel. <laughs> Dude, money, like, money bag, money, dude, money. They are partnering with religious institutions. He said it in his little yeah. announcement there. Faith so, based, faith based. Yeah. Why is it that the federal government can legally use religious institutions, including churches, to facilitate the invasion of our country? by 10 million people in three years. Isn't there supposed to be a separation of church and state? Uh, I mean, to, that's to not really, that's... Well, 
Not really. That and technically, the, the the founding fathers didn't mean it. It's not really like separation of church and state, like in terms of like what you think it is, because technically the 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 Bill of Rights were founded off, you know, pretty much like the Bible. Yeah, you know, yeah, there yeah, there yeah. there really won't be a separation of church and state. It's the values. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's always gonna be there. But now it's more more relevant. You know, now they're really intertwining. Yeah, now you know, it's really and money is yeah. involved. So this is this is Joe Biden. Well, just for that there is we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're here is Biden. Here is Biden in 20 in 2019 make sure that at a presidential is, debate. We immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing he literally says, if I get elected, I'm going to have them surge the border. And then he launches the freaking welcome core. So, guys, the point of this is, is that your typical average citizen that is not in this sort of political bubble that we are, <laughs> that I know about this one video from 2019 yeah. at a random debate where he's literally telling the American people what his plans are. They just don't know this. I meet so many people here in San Antonio that don't have the slightest idea. And in fact, they'll say right wing misinformation, right? Like we hear that. We hear that all the time. And we're, we're yes. screaming into the void. Guys, yeah. it's true. This man is doing this on purpose. Who would vote for this man again? Um, but we are in this political world all day. And so now that you have this kind of like intro, and, and a breakdown mm -hmm. of these multiple videos up to this point, I'll trade the 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 stage with you guys. Like, what what are your can, reactions so I far? I can give you two reasons why the average person doesn't know, at least from my experience. Mm -hmm. One, we're too busy struggling to even know what's going on in the or news. Care. That we're just Yeah, or care, because <laughs> it's just like we're trying to make it day by day, right? Uh, and then the other reason is, like, one lady explained it to me. She goes... The left and the right are too crazy for me to want to interact with that. Mm -hmm. And I think the news portrays that really, really well. Sometimes I think when, uh, like I've showed some of my friends some right-wing stuff and I've showed my friends some liberal stuff and they're not into politics and they're like, man, but both sides seem like batshit crazy. Like, why would I want to get involved in that? Mm. But it, it's such a hyper-focus. It scares people. So they don't know. While you're everybody's screaming you know, for our rights and everything and, and to do the right thing, to the average person who doesn't know any better, they look at it and it's scary. So they're just like, nah, I'm just going to leave that alone. And I think that's what the government's like hoping for is if they make it, things look super fucking crazy to everybody, they're just going to be like, they're not going to want to be a part of it. Yeah. They're, they're, be a part of they're it. literally taking advantage of that now. Yeah. They're literally using that like, hey, we're, we're, you're gonna, we're, we're being fear mongered, it. but yep. by the wrong mm -hmm. thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. By the complete wrong thing. Because I know, like, I, I'm into politics, but I, I'm one of those people who is too busy struggling trying to make it. And then when you hear the stuff that you hear, it's like, man, like, I can barely feed my fucking kids. I can't get food stamps. I can't get assistance or anything like that to like help with my utilities and shit yeah you're too poor to afford the food but you make too much money, money to, to get food stamps yeah. yeah yeah but how do you feel yes. then that the illegal aliens are getting thousands of dollars on debit cards mm -hmm. that they're paying for their I, houses i just heard about that 
I've heard How about do I that. convince them I'm an illegal alien? I know. Right. I'm at this Seriously. point. <laughs> go, go to the border and go get rid of your passport. Just leave your passport here. Right man, I came the to the river. border. I came to the border. Man, I forgot <laughs> my passport. Free health care. I, free give, I know. I said free that to my food. wife the other day. I was yeah. like, I'm going to fucking sneak into Mexico right now and come back in. I'll be right back. One time, una vez si fui, I went, my mom... Gave me a copy of my birth certificate. I want my friends to Mexico, and I came back. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get back in here. I'm a U.S. citizen. But it was a struggle, man. It, we struggled hard to get my ass back in here. I think for me, too, the, the, the thing that gets me is, and, and, and this comes from because I know people who live in Mexico that have come here. Yep. Some have snuck here or whatever. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. get it. You know, I try not to blame all of the immigrants too much why they're getting the, these cards with all the money or whatever, right? Because it's our government. It's enticing. You're telling me that if Mexico said, if you come to Mexico, we'll give you $6,000 a month on debit card. You bet your ass I'm going to fucking try Correct. to yep. your country. Or to your country. Yep. So, yep. you know, it's a shame that our government is just fucking giving these handouts. It's like, yeah. you gave us $1,200 a month during fucking COVID. No, no, no. Not no, $1,200 one time. time. Guys, one no. Time. Uh, well, with the... The I got PP, a stimulus. I got no. The, I got I got a few the, the stimulus. stimulus. I got a few stimulus. They did two. They did two checks. Yeah, they were just two. like the, you heli- know the helicopter money was two times for twelve hundred dollars and a thousand. Damn, it doesn't feel like that though. Yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. I got like I got yeah. it every month. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm away. Yo, you know what's crazy? What's, what's crazy is that Joe Biden said you know everything, but he never said uh, you know e- economic asylum. Like everybody's coming in here be- economically, it's an economic thing. It's not because yeah. they're it's an, they're not being oppressed in these countries. Maybe in some of them, but like in Latin America, they're not really being oppressed unless they're like coming from like Venezuela or pretty Cuba soon. Or something I think like that. we're gonna feel too oppressed that we're gonna start fleeing this fucking country. That's See, what that's we, where we, we're we getting were, to. Well, we were yeah, literally yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, our last yeah. podcast episode that. If you actually cross into, like, I was just in Piedras Negras doing some undercover reporting. Mm -hmm. And when I crossed the border from Eagle Pass to Piedras Negras, you see massive, but I'm talking like massive construction. Like, it looks like they're securing the border, but on the Mexican side. Yeah. Like, they're putting another filter because there's so many people coming in. No, 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 no. No? No? Wrong wrong take. No, no. I think think that they're preparing to keep Americans out. Ooh. Oh, please. Don't do that. I really loved going in there freely. Like, just going in there and not having to worry about. about But no, but it's not for political reasons. It's because the dollar is collapsing, guys. Like, we lost 20% of our money in two years. Two With all years. these people signing up for bricks, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Does he know, primo? No, que no sabe. I don't know. He watched true. the Putin interview the, yesterday. The, 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 I did. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking interview. We got a, we got a yeah. traitor here, guys. We got another one. Uh, so, so here's this. And Frankie can speak to the following data. But so this NGO, so there's an NGO that does the housing of the illegal alien kids. Yeah. Uh, this one is called uh, Rancho San Antonio. To be clear, this is in California. They just... The fuck? Yeah. It's not in San Antonio. I guess they just call it St. Anthony. But uh, on their website, they display uh, at a children facility, right? An, mm-hmm. an illegal alien camp for children. They are displaying the militant uh, BLM trans flag. That might be the what? the one with the little triangles with the purple, the 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 what is it like a brown line, a black line? Um, yes. So mm-hmm. so anyway, why would this facility for kids be promoting this trans agenda to kids? I'm very concerned about that. But this is in California. Um, but these same oh, NGOs, 
Well, yeah. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, these, uh, these same NGOs, so the same NGOs that are doing this, pushing this trans agenda, mm-hmm. are, part of, of, are part of the Welcome Corps. And so the, the Welcome Corps on the other side of the border is actually recruiting people to come to the United States as refugees. And so we went undercover, and uh, like I said, in, in Piedras Negras, we found a, a church. It was a Baptist church with 100 illegal uh, aliens. I guess they weren't illegal yet, uh, not to America. They were just chilling in Mexico. <laughs> but they would be illegal aliens. Uh, they were chilling in a Baptist church waiting to cross the river as the United States government is providing funding. It's not just the, U- the U.S. government through the State Department, but also the United Nations is building camps all across Mexico to house the illegal aliens as they are moving through their country and into our country. Jesus. We fund the UN uh, as well, guys. We're their number one funder, I think, still. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, yes. can you talk a little bit about what you found digging through the data related to the UN and the NGOs in Latin America? Yes, absolutely. There's there's another thing that we need to address before I go into the actual data on the NGOs, and it's something that Powerhouse talked about, I think it was a chancla, about the actual separation of uh, church and state. So since 1663, there's an actual separation between the sovereignty and the religion of a state, which it was basically uh, after the, the actual uh, renaissance and everything else that happened, the wars associated with that, that's when it was actually placed into pen and paper what the actual sovereignty of a state nation was going to be and the push of religion. For our nation particularly, the only instance that we have any one of the founding fathers or anybody within a governmental stature saying something about it was back in the 1800s and it was Thomas Jefferson. And he spoke about the actual separation of church and state and how church and state should not be mixed. But there is no jurisprudence when it comes to the actual push of a separation verbatim of church and state, but his letters and his actual articles in the, I believe it was the Massachusetts Gazette, was the actual institution of the separation of church and state in this state. With that being said, basically the NGOs are the, we can say the poster child for any kind of work that needs to be done by a government, but that constitutionally or legally cannot be done. Yep. That's how they're able to get away with this kind of stuff. And when it comes to the actual funding for the United States and how much money we're pushing into the UN, we're basically the number one funder and we have funded the UN for the past 25 plus years, like almost in its entirety because every other country has not been able to put in the same money that we're able to put in into them. That money is being reverted into Mexico for the push of the actual UN to give care to the people that are seeking quote unquote asylum or any kind of, um, Migratory, we can say, help in some shape, or form. What per, what percentage of documents? What percentage of the money that the that the illegals are paying to the coyotes, two, three, five, six, seven thousand dollars, is going to the drug cartels? Do you think? In all honesty, we can say that. I first of all, I will have to look the hard data. If we could get somebody, then. You know, let's say that they have gone through the process and we can do the statistical analysis real quick and make an assessment. But I would say minimum at 75%, I would definitely say. Just so, because of the, you know, the sampling that I have done in, in my area, particularly with some of the illegals that have come here. In, in is Florida. there is there any evidence that taxpayer money is going directly to the cartel members? I mean, we know that weapons have been going to the, the cartel members. 
we had Fast and Furious during the Obama administration where we just legit handed them assault rifles. Um, and so uh, actually 50 cows but, at some point. But you see the difference there though. Now the these NGOs are facilitating. They're now they're the middleman between the cartel and the US government. That's literally they're they're facilitating that transaction completely. And, and how easy, all the step how, of the way. But how easy is it for an, a cartel to call themselves an NGO? Uh, I mean, they, all they have to, I mean, literally, like I told you the other time, it's, they're literally, they can get a, a, a guy with a residency card or a guy with the U.S. and ship that's really, I mean, here in the Valley or anywhere mm-hmm. that's connected, that has family ties to the cartel, they can open up an LSC, they, hey, let's open up a a, a bus business uh, to grab, make an LSC open up, let's buy buses. And then we're gonna make our own company, and then this the, the white buses that we see. Yeah, they're, they're they need they you know they looking are, are for you drivers. About a Paramount LLC for some reason, it just sounds like it. No, it's but I mean that's so just kind of, that's I mean that's me oh, as okay, me bad. as a driver, <laughs> me as a driver, me understanding like I'm just connecting the dots. That's the way I would. I mean, if that's Correct. the way the cartel isn't just gonna come up here and come up with guns and be like, we're taking this damn bus and we're taking all the of the, you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna happen like that. They're gonna <laughs> so, do it like in those steps to legitimize themselves, and that's what they're doing. They legitimize themselves now. Every step of the way now. Now it's not dropping them off at the border. It's now all right. We're doing the the cartels helping the whole process to the drop off to someone's home, dude. That's literally what's happening. I mean, they have to they have to clean up dirty money somehow. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah. So. They have to spend Correct. it too because they yeah. already put it into law and they, they have to spend it now. It has to be put in paper. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm on, so on the data itself, you know, more let's, than anything. Uh, sorry that I, that I cut you off, Joseph. My bad. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Joseph. Let's, let's go ahead and move on to the next story so we can keep on track. Uh, so, I want to discuss the special counsel that, according to Scanner.com, the special counsel tapped to investigate President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents after he left the office of the vice president has declined to press charges. You've got the left right now saying Joe Biden has been exonerated, exonerated. However, (coughs) our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. Special counsel Robert Hertz said um, while adding in his 388 page report that evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilty guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. However, the attorney general also said that in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president, he asked, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In, 29, in, 20, in 2009, am I still vice president, he asked. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. He said, In a case where the government must prove that Mr. Biden knew he had possession of the classified Afghanistan documents after the vice presidency and chose to keep those documents, knowing while knowing he was violating the law, we expect that at trial his attorneys would emphasize these limitations in his recall. And so they declined to press charges. So what the special counsel is saying is Biden is so old and senile, he doesn't remember anything, we can't actually press charges against him 
because he he'd be uh, declared mentally unfit to to uh, to actually stand in court for but those charges. But he can still run the country. Yeah, and which he, is he, ridiculous. Well, he has nukes. Yeah. He has nukes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man yeah. only Pobrecito. speaks English, and he's forgetting how to speak that, too. Like, the dude's forgetting how to talk. He's forgetting a lot yes. of things. He just... Sounds like a lot of these new rappers. <laughs> roll the tape, buddy. Roll the tape. <laughs> roll the tape. He said mental. That's the, the young... Sounds like, like uh, Mexican OG. I'm not a, I'm not a, mu- I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a musician. I'm a musician, dog. What's up? The lady. <laughs> so, uh, then... This goes wild on, on 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 social media among all kinds of circles. I mean, not on mainstream media, obviously, where they said Biden is a hero, um, but because the controversy was so intense, Biden actually uh, delivered a press conference to answer some of what what was going on. So in his in this conference in this press conference. He is trying to prove that he's, that he's mentally got it, fit <laughs> I got it, for bro. his job. He's so like, no, you, you know this. if your press conference is about proving that you're not freaking retarded, like yeah. <laughs> you are like in trouble already, guys. So uh, this is Joe Biden coming up to his press conference. Fox News, which I'm not a big fan of. I'm like really not a big fan of Fox News. embarrassment just even hearing this man talk. <laughs> Dude, it's so cringy. So he walks out. Let me say a few things before I take your questions. Please don't. As you know, the special counsel released his finding today. Is he speaking in cursive? Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! Speaking in cursive. (laughs) Correct. I was pleased to see he reached a firm conclusion that no charges should be brought against me in this case. This was an exhaustive investigation going back more than 40 years even in the 1970s when I was still a new United States Senator. <clears throat> the special counsel Nobody acknowledged I cooperated for 40 completely. Years. No. I did not throw up any roadblocks. No. I cannot I unsee that anymore. Ways. Talking in cursive, bro. Fact, literally. <laughs> and I'm literally, I can see his I went forward with a speech. Five-hour in-person five in interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year. Peter Ducey is the first even one to ask a question. First one, right off the bat. And then everything goes apeshit. I know, dude. In the middle of handling an international crisis. I was especially pleased to see special counsel make clear the stark distinction and difference between this case and Mr. Trump's case. The special counsel wrote, and I quote, They're also Several dumb. material distinctions between Mr. Trump's Trump case and Mr. Biden's are clear. Continuing to quote. That's the time. Well, I call him Mr. President. After giving multiple chances <laughs> to return classified documents to avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. Oh. This, these assertions are not only right. misleading, Willful. they're just plain wrong. Shut up, dude! Does he still look like he's staring into the sun? Oh, dude, he looks lost. He's probably reading from a teleprompter and just there has no clue what's going on. Of he's like, end quote. That I <laughs> stop. Wow. Full stop. Full stop. Is the prompter in cursive or an actual typo? The decision to decline criminal charges was Peter Oh, wait, wait. The evidence suggests that Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents because he can't have willful uh, he can't be willfully retain these documents in addition i know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events there's even reference that i don't remember when my son died here we go down here from here (laughs) i speak two languages and i don't think this is either of them (laughs) (laughs) 
Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Uh-oh. Why does he sound like he's trying to be seductive? Every Memorial Day we hold. He forgot. He forgot. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot. I don't forget shit, but um. Uh, <laughs> but damn. I don't know where I got this at. Damn. Of that Mexican child he brought in from the border. Damn, bro. Going back forty years, not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking. All I want to listen is to Peter Juicy crush this dude. Bottom line is a matter. Go. Mr. President, why are you so fucking stupid? I <laughs> did. <laughs> 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 was just about that, dude. That might have been a softer question. <laughs> yeah. President Biden, something special counsel said. Peter Ducey just went and he didn't even got asked. One of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I this country back on its feet. Yeah, sure. His recommendation sure. is totally How bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. You got him, bro. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. Sure. what I've done since I become president. But you let him speak, and so you knew he was going to get you. <laughs> How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Only by some of you. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. I and take responsibility for not doing it. He sounded like, have you ever that's said not, That's not how that works, So he guys. takes credit for all the good stuff and all the bad stuff, he just blames the staff? Hey, exactly. yeah, yeah, somebody sign me right. up for the presidency. Y'all ever, <laughs> ever seen that uh, that James Brown uh, interview on CNN when he's all, he's all wired and he's like, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And he's all like, but you know, you know yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, are you shouldn't you be concerned that your yeah, your wife is seeing you? I'm concerned because I did nothing wrong. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's all wired and shit. It's crazy, man. Anyway, quick stories. Oh god. Uh, so guys, this stuff you don't see on the mainstream media at all. I mean. We have this man that's in charge of our country trafficking children by the hundreds of thousands, invading our country with millions of people. He's mentally incompetent. So we know that it's not actually him. It's his handlers that are doing this. Yeah. Uh, the puppeteers. It's the puppeteers. He's just a, he's just a, a corpse at this point. And, uh, I mean, they probably have to inject him with so many amphetamines to get him to stand <laughs> up like this. That uh, that's not even a joke. No, I know. He's just to get true. through a speech, man. He's probably yeah. heavily methed up. Like he, he needs to be on meth, otherwise, yeah. just, just yeah. like just like his son, uh, Hunter Biden. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a family thing. President Roomba. <laughs> dude, this dude. Do you see Shangulas? Yeah, stand dude. Up? He is. Oh, is that why he's look, like? He freaking looks like, like a, it. He's he like a Roomba. Like it. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> dude. And then forward. Oh, can't, oh shit. <laughs> Where do I go? Nice. He's got an earpiece in. Look to your left, Mr. Speaking of Shane Gillis, no man, he's back on SNL. And, oh, he is? He's he's hosting SNL. He's going to, after he got they fired. Oh, yeah, they invited him. Yeah, wow. He's going to save Bud Light, I think. 
Yeah, they oh, yeah. Honestly, people are, people are trying to save Bud Light. But it's gonna be, Light. it's gonna Bud be, Bud it's gonna be Shane it's who forever. actually does it, just because he's not out there boasting. He's like, dude, I just fucking drink Bud Light, dude. Like, I, <laughs> and, and like he's consistent. <laughs> like that motherfucker. When you would see him, that's all he would drink is Bud Light. When he would go on the Joe Rogan podcast, that's all he would do is just Bud Light, Bud Light, bro. Like he would come up with a case. So anyway, that's culture shit, man. When next. <laughs> Um, the best so water in town. we had this uh, group of this convoys that were coming to Eagle Pass last mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, was it last weekend? It was last. I think so. You're right. It yeah. was this last weekend. Yeah. So we were warning that we we actually went undercover in the chief of police's office in Eagle Pass, Texas, and I recorded the police officer in his office, or the chief of police and his and and the captain, his his little leadership team there of evil people. And he told me that the FBI was already in Eagle Pass waiting for these people to come in, that they were considering them a threat, and that they were going to be aggressively enforcing even traffic laws against them to catch them. So we went on TV on a whole bunch of shows. Uh, Steve Bannon's show, uh, we went with uh, Brennan House, Grant Stinchfield, and we went out there to the world to say, stay away from Eagle Pass. We have this undercover report that uh, you guys are being set up. Yeah. And so then the very next day, we received massive backlash. So we're kind of hated on the left and on the right right now. Mm-hmm. But you right, were right. But we were right. Yeah, you were yes, right. Yes, we were right. We were. Uh, and so I wanted to play this video for you guys because after this came, after we were right, uh, people softened towards it and they were like, whoa. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry, anyway, how did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> yeah, how exactly? And so, here is the uh, this is Brandon House live. Um, he just moved to patriot.tv. Is Joseph Trimmer with uh, Free Speech Studios? He texts me tonight, and what we were warning about last week, telling people to be very careful going down there to Eagle Pass because we smelled a rat, if you will, what could be a potential setup. <laughs> It'll be everywhere, I'm sure, tomorrow. Here is the headline. If you go over to uh, if you go over to Rolling Stone, they, they're one of the first to have it tonight. Here it is. Feds arrest alleged militia sniper planning attack at southern border. Paul Face Sr. wanted to start a, quote, domino effect, and quote, inspire attacks on federal border nice. control agents, the FBI says. And again, this is being covered by uh, Joseph at Free Speech Studios. Joseph, welcome <coughs> back to the broadcast. Uh, tell us what you're finding out. You're the one that alerted me to this tonight. Yes, uh, Brennan. So as you stated. So yes. Ah! You go on the news. I've seen you. So <laughs> you go on the news, bro. I've seen this. Yeah, I've been on the news like five times. I love yeah, you didn't see his mugshot. Oh! <laughs> Damn, dudes! There you go. There you go. Put that on a shirt and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Free chunkling. There we go. So, what, 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 do, you, what do you guys make of this? So, so na- are you guys aware of what what happened with January six? That yeah. a lot of people yeah. that were just going to protest. So, there were some people that were rioters that probably should have gone to jail. A lot of people were there exercising their First Amendment rights to just go protest. Yeah. Then there was even people that were just kind of like going through there that didn't even know what was going on. All of these type of peoples ended up in federal prison. And people are still being arrested today for that. Ijole. So 
that is why we were so aggressively warning these people, stay the, stay the yeah. heck away from Eagle Pass. You're being set up. But instead, we were called feds. And so I'm like, eh, okay, well, earn it. If you want to go there, I mean, earn your prison sentence. Whatever. That's on you. I did my duty to my country to tell people, hey, the FBI is going to be there, and this is a setup. Uh, the chief of police told us. So why yeah. the hell wouldn't you stay away from that? Mm-hmm. Uh, despite that, people still went to Eagle Pass, and they will have to accept the consequences that come their way from that. And I'm not saying that's good that it's happening because it's freaking evil that Por Biden pendejo. has said. But mira, si, que es su pinche pendejada, mm-hmm. seguramente, a hundred percent, that was on them. But I mean, still, the Biden administration shouldn't be setting up patriots. I mean, it's pretty pretty gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we told them. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, at that point, yeah, it's out of your hands. It's yeah. like, hey, I, I tried to warn you guys. Yeah, I mean, it did feel good when somebody was arrested and we were right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there for a while, we were, Pretty like, good. looking uh, mm. like we uh, <laughs> we might have called it wrong. But, like, we were sure, dude. Like, we did, a, like, Frank, I, I heard this thing from the chief of police. Then I went to right. Frankie and I was like, this is what he said. What do you think? Then Frankie put this theory together and he's like, well, maybe this is how they're going to get Greg Abbott removed for insurrection because this logic blah 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 so i was like okay that's interesting i have a source in the national guard at shelby shelby park he's a he's an officer in the national guard that has been running the border operation lone star for a while he knows everything so i was like dude what's up with this like this is what we think the response from the national guard was like yeah that's what we think too i was like oh crap now we gotta go tell the world that they this we know this but when you're coming out with news before it happens, it's very hard to yeah. convince people that it's yeah. going to happen. Um, now that we have pr- been proven right, hopefully the next time um, people will listen because we were trying to help them, and yeah. and they uh, they made yes. they made some mistakes. So, any- what if they try to fucking set you up with some information that's not even true, and then you put it out there, and then it's not true, and then you look dumb? That that's is, the scary that thing. Is, that is a scary thing because there are people that think that that's they were doing that. Up. But so so that is why until somebody was arrested, we were like, fuck, man, did we get played? But then like the FBI arrested yeah. somebody and I was yeah. like, oh, shit, like it was real. It's like we were right. So there's we always like right. that feeling of satisfaction of being right. But then like at the same time, it's like it kind of sucks because you don't really want anybody to get arrested because that was the whole reason of warning people. Right. In the first exactly. Place. It's like, oh, right. shit. Like it was true. I mean, I. Dude, the chief of police said the FBI is waiting for them. And yeah. he didn't have a reason to lie to me because he didn't expect me. I was there undercover. Yeah. And so I recorded his ass as we were, like, scheduling an interview for next week. He's like, well, I'm not going to talk to you right now. I'm like, great, let's talk next week. And so I, like, put my phone in my pocket, started recording. Because when the cops are like, don't record, I'm like, I'm going to start recording, dude. You're fucking sketchy. Yeah. And so uh, then uh, that that is what he said. And so... The chief of police admitted to it. So we knew it was coming. Convincing America that it was coming was very hard. And then... And unsuccessful, apparently. Well, and and some people still went, yeah. Yeah. Alex Jones, the day after... You guys know who Alex Jones is? Yeah, they're turning the frogs gay! Yeah. That's my guy. (laughs) Turning the frogs gay. I love Alex. Alex came out with the same report from a different source after. We got it from the chief of police and we reported it. Then the next day, Alex Jones reported the same thing because he went undercover into a CBP station. He wasn't undercover, but they gave him data that they weren't supposed to give him. How's Alex Jones supposed to go undercover? Well, he's got people that work for him. Oh, okay. So 
especially Chase, I guess. Chase yeah, is yeah, like Chase, his main yeah, reporter yeah. now. Um, yeah. But they told him, too, that they were expecting an attack at one of these facilities. So you take our report, you take Alex's report, and we were still a day before the, the people were scheduled yes. to go. We came into the studio. We did an entire free speech podcast about it. We're like, okay, let's tell everybody like why we're saying this. And we put out a whole hour-long episode about this. Mind you, people were talking crap. And like the They were throwing we shade at us, man. Yeah, like, they big were like, time. Oh. They were like, you guys are traitors and things like that. And so yeah. then, then we posted that podcast episode. And then the next day, somebody got arrested. That was pretty close to the timeline. It what wasn't was it? just, you know, putting out the information. It was actually putting out how we got to the information. That's right. We, we explained our logic. A little bit yeah. more validity. Right. Because we went two scenarios. The first scenario was like, okay, let's see if they're in Eagle Pass. Bullets start flying. They go into Mexico. Somebody gets killed. It's an international incident. That is grounds to actually get the governor of any state and any kind of function, uh, anybody with an empower position and function and in their duty at the time can go to jail for that if that is actually part of the article of insurrection then on top of that we were like okay so we're getting half of the picture what are we missing so this is what we were missing basically the whole investigation for paul senior got actually started on january 11 2024 at the same time and not just the investigation, the indictment for him got actually placed into pen and paper, which we have it somewhere. I believe it was within the last podcast that we talked about. It was done on the same day. They were like, okay, we're still missing the other you know, portion of it. Why would they make a big fuss, give the media the information if they don't have the final piece? So then I went and dug a little bit more. And then I found this wonderful piece of information here, which is the paramilitary act. So this is H, uh, HR 6981 from the 118th Congress, Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024 was created Correct. and was published essentially the same day that mm -hmm. this man was charged. So now mm -hmm. it looks like the federal government is trying to legislate that more than three people uh, with guns can't get together. Is that what is what the Correct. fuck? Yep, yep. They're banning congregation so, of people with guns. Marbach, if you're listening right now, <laughs> cancel the cancel the party. Cancel, cancel the party. Everybody, right locos, dude, y'all can't be get, chilling. Get the Texas fuck out of the locos right now. Yeah, get out of the bathroom, guys. Mama Margie's listening up right now. Mama Margie, Rocky's dude. Rocky's is surrounded right now. Even the cooks got fucking guns. So, 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 Frankie, is, what what does this bill actually say? Because is it that extreme? So, to me, it is because there's a lot of actual verbiage within the bill itself that can be basically interpreted by anybody on a actual judicial um, stance to make it accommodate to whatever they need it to be. They outline what it is: armed forces, ammunition, explosive devices. The National Guard, they actually identified what the term person would be considered. And if you look at it, you're hovering over right now is number eight. It will be a person means an individual partner, wow. to a corporation, company, association, firm, society, organization, or governmental entity, whether incorporated or incorporated. The num so number nine is crazy, dude. Number nine is crazy. Yes. So you can go ahead and read it. So they are defining what a private paramilitary organization is. The Correct. term private paramilitary organization means any group of three or more people 
associated under a command structure for the purpose of functioning in public or training to function in public as a combat, combat support, law enforcement, or security, security services unit. So three people or more that are mm -hmm. trying to do anything are yes. now considered a private paramilitary organization. Jesus. I, it, it's scary oh, to me because I remember like 10 years ago, well, maybe it was like 10 years ago, maybe less, like listening to Aaron Russo talk about this shit and mm -hmm. what they were planning on doing. And to hear it now, it's like, fuck, man. We're that much closer yes. to whatever the main agenda is. So if I go rob a bank and three cops try to stop me, are they going to get arrested? They, <laughs> they, Damn, they, would, they would be considered No, a... because they're exercising their job. No, they will not get arrested, but that is a great premise. I'm going to go sign up to be More a security so, guard. That is not the most scary I'm exercising my fucking right to be... protect. Security guard has right. started arresting niggas. Alamo security here. <laughs> Alamo security. Hey, nah, we could start our... A, Let's fucking open up an LLC like all these motherfuckers and become a, secu hey, hey. a security company. And hey, we're exercising our rights to protect. But, believe it or not, believe it or not, that actually According to that's bill, actually what happens, dude. That actually what happens. Yeah. Oh, chica. We're chunkless security because services. It defines the term person yeah. anything else. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this is ridiculous. Now you've got people that are being essentially prosecuted for exercising their First Amendment rights. Journalists are going to prison. Now they're saying that you can't have a second amendment. Uh, and as you know, that, that the Bill of Rights, we have it on our wallet. We start with the freedom of speech. We are free speech studios. It's very dear to us that people can speak their mind. They're throwing people in prison for that. See, you can't say marijuana. Yeah. You can. You might just be thrown in prison. That's on you. <laughs> well, right. I mean, Oops. I have a problem with authority. Oops, I don't, they're not going to tell me how to protect my. I live in the ghetto of Southside San Antonio. Allegedly. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. allegedly. I don't yes, want to walk out here and get arrested. I, allegedly, and I live in the allegedly. ghetto, man. I have kids that I need to protect. I hear gunshots going off all the time. Automatic way, gunfire. Some fireworks way. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's okay. Lunar New Year. <laughs> it's Lunar New Year, bro. If you keep going down, it actually explains a little bit further what the actual law will mean for anybody that is caught doing any kind of the paramilitary activity. And it tells you basically that if you're found guilty under this bill or under this law, you're actually forfeiting your actual property. Like my house? And that's where it got me. It was like, okay, if you're found guilty Their of house? these kind of things, or just the this guns. is what you're going to... I can no, see... If you're caught together, three people with oh. guns on them, on a command structure, talking... Or doing anything like training or anything like that when it comes to a military standpoint, meaning you know they're engaging in any kind of militia kind of activity, you're basically forfeiting everything that you own, and the state can take it from you, meaning what the federal government. Yeah. What if what if I just put everything I'm in my head of San Antonio name. Foods right now? Hey, take those music videos down. All you <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> they're, they're gonna take everything you own. They're gonna take Marbach. Yeah, they're just gonna firebomb Marbach so, <laughs> with the Edgar bomb. Horsepower Texas. You you Los wanted to talk about the, this the shroom of the cloud looks like the haircut. All edged up and shit. Hot Cheetos and what's, go, what's going on with this? Uh, you horsepower. What's up with this? This morning, ten people have been arrested following a street takeover that happened in San Antonio over the weekend. Chief Willie McManus posted about the arrest on X. Police have not said where. I'm sorry, they don't arrest the child sex traffickers, but they yeah. give a shit about cars. Okay. Yeah. 
The takeover took place. I mean, his just dog said just it happened on Saturday. Said six vehicles were impounded. Now this morning, the suspects are facing several charges, holding an invading motor vehicle, reckless driving, racing on the highway, and unlawful carrying of a weapon. So ten, people, ten people have been arrested. Oh, they had weapons. Ten people have been arrested following a street takeover in San yeah. Antonio on February third. What is going on, and why? If is uh, Chief Chief Bill McManus. God, this guy's so terrible. Yeah, why isn't Vin Diesel <laughs> stepping in? Thought y'all were family. Yeah, man. I mean, I put out the family call and he never came, so I don't. I what don't know is what going happened. on with it? Why do no. they? What are? What is the claim here? Why are they arresting ten people for this? Okay, so allegedly there was a car meetup where people were just in an empty parking lot doing a couple of donuts, and all of a sudden there's a huge statewide task force out after all of these people with a DPS plane, a DPS helicopter, a city of San Antonio, the San Antonio PD helicopter. They're, they're not playing anymore. Anybody that looks like they're even a part of this, they're, they're trying to get you. And they're the, the other thing is too, there's videos coming out of California where they they literally surrounded a, the whole crowd with, I mean, just a ridiculous amount of cops surrounded the whole crowd Brought a bus in, lined everybody up, and bust them straight to the jail. They didn't even care. Like, they're getting people out of cars, which sucks because some of these people, they're just stuck in the traffic, bro. Like, they're, I, they're just like they're the feds. The paddy wagons <laughs> back. They're just like the feds. Yeah. They don't care. Figure it out in court, buddy. You're yeah. here, you're going to jail. Yeah, and they literally That's said, on you. they literally, I'll, I'll have to find the video and send it to you, but he's like, man, you can stop calling and asking about your cars coming back because you're not getting <laughs> those back. And people are like, man, I was just stuck in the mayhem. <laughs> like, like I drive a Nissan Altima. Well, that's not a good example to use, especially here in San Antonio with all the socios like packed yeah, into the Nissan Altimas. Where's the Honda boys? I miss my Nissan Altima. They're stealing your fucking. They're stealing your Hondas and Nissans and all that stuff. The Kia boys, yeah. The Kia, the Kia boys. boys. There you go. But do you, think, do, you, do you But do you think that a lot of a lot of the reason why th- this busting of these car rallies and shit are happening because I mean every group has some bad apples. I mean at one point. It was fun. It was safe enough to bring your children to as long as you didn't let them get too close to the pit. You know, like they said, get back or get smacked. We all know what we're getting into here. If yeah. you get too close, oh, I can show you some I've videos. I've seen the videos. I even had a guy who politely asked me to come out, and he's like, hey, man, I think it'd be great if you come out to our car show and get the good side of the car com- the car meets. And I'm like, I have to charge you, bro, because I need that money to bill me out of jail. Yeah, man. I need bill money. And I want to su- I wanted to support him, but it's like they get too crazy it's just, sometimes. Yeah, it's gotten to a point where I mean, you've got you. Oh man, okay. So what it is? You've got all these idiotic little fucking Edgars and their stolen Mopars mm-hmm. with like stolen Hellcats, <laughs> stolen Chrysler three hundreds, and all the these- fry guys from McDonald's. The yeah, 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 they get to order wrong still. <laughs> Bing, yeah, so yeah, even though you told them three times already. Yeah, so you've got these cast- idiots coming out. They're throwing fireworks under cars, like blowing people shit up. They're Shooting guns in the air. Those bullets have to come down somewhere, man. Fucking blickies. And they're, yeah, the blickies or blizzies, <laughs> whatever the fuck they the call them. The blick boys. And it's just become really stupid. You've got people intentionally trying to hit crowds now. You've got, it's, it's just gotten way out of control. But I do, I have a, I have an investor who's got, he's he's willing to spend about $4 million to spend on this. So right now I'm looking at like 20 to 40 acres of land. To uh, build San Antonio's first legal pit because we're tired of driving from Houston to Dallas. I told Houston you that to needed to happen. The last time uh, we talked yeah. about this, we said we need to find a rich person yeah. that is going to invest in this. Yeah, like, I found one. He's real rich, so that's great. That's we great. need twenty five hundred dollars. 
So check check this out. This is this is I'm here. This is what like, this is this Joseph is what Gowans. happens when people don't pay attention <laughs> at the takeovers. Oh dude. Go choke on it, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh Ooh, chica. Yeah. This Wow. Do you want to see this? Like, I, no, I have seen that video. Is it the, the one that, or is it the black? Uh, oh, oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. everybody's seen, seen that one. Y'all have seen this? Oh, oh no, I've I, seen I, it. I, oh, yeah, I've seen that it. one. That was right here in San Antonio, man. And you know what? It's crazy because when I do see those videos, I'm like, San I'm like, Antonio, that either looks man. like Dallas, Houston, or San Antonio. Anything. And yeah, I can always majority. tell because I'm the truck, and then I see the editors. I'm like, no, this is no way, bro. It ain't gonna be nowhere else but San Antonio, Dallas, Houston. One of them fucking places. Yeah. Oh, I can see why they're trying to get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're trying to replace us with new immigrants, guys. Yeah. We're getting replaced. They don't Tired like of us first-generation Mexicans messing and everything up. <laughs> we want corridos, not corriendo, right? <laughs> we don't want you running from us. Saco una bolsa de nylon. What's going on with Rockfest? And weren't you looking for sponsors or something? I need money. Tell me more about it. Guys, <laughs> this guy has a gifts and go. Give us gifts and go. There's a lot of people in Texas watching, man. Maybe maybe, people, maybe someone will want to sponsor. Yeah, so the purpose of Chancla Academy Rock Festival is to highlight the Latino community in San Antonio when it comes to rock music. Uh, San Antonio is very, like, Tejano base. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but with a lot of research I've done, you know, rock and we're, we're, we're a rock and roll city, man. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the, a lot of the Tejano bands and stuff used to play in rock bands now. And a lot of the That's, new cats, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the new cats now that are, are in, that have rock bands, dude, they, they have ties to playing for Tejano bands. You know, what's crazy is that con eso, like the rockers that play now, the Mexican rockers, yeah. they play Mexican music now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Es lo que paga, pays. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what yeah. we're trying to do with this rock fest, this is our second annual one. Uh, the purpose of the the rock fest is not only to to boost the the rock scene in our city to give these people a, a fighting chance to become the next big thing coming out of San Antonio, but we're also working with small businesses uh, to highlight them as well. So we're trying to boost the small business economy mm-hmm. because right now, dude, even for myself who does this uh, on my own, I, I I do this full time. I try to support my family. That I've tried looking for a regular job. It is so hard to get a regular job right now. A regular nine to five. And I mean, I probably have like hundreds, hundreds of applications and I've yeah. called and I have the dude, I have the skills to be in the positions. Last job I had was operations manager for cricket. I was making 79 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I got laid off during COVID. I've been trying to go back and it's always like, well, you know, we'll, we'll hit you. Up. It's like, fuck you. OK, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided to create my own media company. So with what, with what we're doing with this is. All of the money that we do make from Rockfest, we're going to reinvest it back into our community on yep. uh, doing more events, uh, creating more opportunities, job opportunities, because that's kind of where we want to get to next is how do we create job opportunities in our city yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Latino community, especially oh. the young ones. I'm, yep. I'm going after the, you know, the 16 to like 37 age range. That's savvy, bro. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I mean, that's dude, culture. No, that's culture. Yeah. They, they, they do that. And, and it's the same thing. Like I said, I, you're rock music and then I do Mexican music, but it's so many, so similar. Like I'm just like relating hard right now. Like, I'm like yeah, that's yeah. That's and it, it takes, it takes time and effort and money. Uh, oh shit. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, like right now, like I mean, we go through everything through sponsorships, right? Uh, all of the money that gets invested from the uh, the fuck is that? We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> 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 so, so it takes a lot of it's, it takes time, effort, and money to run these events. But people like with the vendors, 
all of the money that we get from the vendors actually goes towards like insurance. People, people don't know that. How long does it take you to plan one of these events? Like it you gotta start it, working for a while before. So last year when we tried to put this first Chocolate Academy Rock Fest together, I did it in two and a half months. Because I was really determined on showing the city of San Antonio that, yeah. hey, I can put on this fucking show. I don't need these big corporate sponsors. So, dude, I was just going out and just asking people, 500 here, 1,000 there. Boom. I even had people that were just followers of mine investing $3,500, $4,200. And then we made it happen, dude. Wow. And it was the biggest local rock fest we ever had in the city of San Antonio. Props, Our headliner. Man. That was last year? Last this year. was last year. Was Dude, we had almost 3,000 people. That's a lot of fucking people. It was people. huge. Yep. Was it there. was huge. I mean, we had people on the Hayes Bridge climbing it yeah. because they wanted it was it was fucking amazing. We had people leaving the Vibe Center, bro, before the main fucking band came on at Vibes, leaving to come to our show. Yeah, <laughs> and people did not stop talking. About it. You you tell you you can go to any go to the Rabbit, go wherever, yeah. and say Chocolate Academy Rockfest. Immediately, people are familiar Dude, with this it. This is this is it's free for the community. So yes, the event is free. So no no, we're not charging anybody to get in because what we want to do and the hopes are. Is that people will say, "Hey, look, we're not having to take a gamble on whether 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 we're going to enjoy this or not." So the money that they would have spent on tickets to get in, they can spend, spend that money on. Mm -hmm. on the small vendors. Yep. They can spend it on the bands that are trying to make a few hundred bucks to get the next piece of equipment yep. that they need. Uh, you know, we really want to enrich our community. You know, that I, I want to try to keep this as free for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but even at that, we had even made the the decision, me and my team. We said, look, if we end up charging for tickets, what are we going to charge? We said $5 per ticket. One of the things that we're doing right now, too, is we're helping uh, small businesses that are struggling right now. So what we're doing is uh, I'll give you an example. So Ray's Drive-In, they do fairly well, right? They, they invested $5,000 into Rockfest already. Um, but what we're doing with these small businesses, you need a ticket to get into Rockfest, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They get to be there. They get to showcase their business. They get a stage named after them. And then on the ticket on the back has a coupon. So they agreed, hey, we're going to give away one free crispy dog is what we want to do. So not only are we helping them make their money back, the only way you can get a ticket to Rockfest is if you go into Ray's Drive-In. I don't care if you buy a soda, yeah. a taco, yeah. Yeah. a thing of beans. You you support their business, you'll get the tickets. And then we entice mm -hmm. you to come back and see them again uh, with that free item that yeah. they're giving yeah. you. That's great. That's literally so, what happens in the Mexican. Lo que para vender los boletos, they go to Mexican shops. And, they, and if you're going to buy tickets, it's there. One, because it's easy for the Mexican community to go to their local Mexican shop to buy the tickets there. Well, that, that's awesome. But man. see, yeah. that's yeah. what we want to yeah. do. We want to make sure that we it's give. Accessible. We have a good ROI <laughs> with these businesses <clears throat> because we know that if we can bring them a new set of customers, people that don't know about them, uh, that they'll be willing to say, hey, you know what? When next year's Rockfest comes in, mm -hmm. we'll give you double what we gave you because we know we're going to make that back. Yeah. And you know what happens? I may not ever have to charge for a Rockfest because I'm giving them a return. So it's not necessarily a sponsorship. I'm giving them their money back essentially with yeah. what I'm doing. And you know, you scratch my yeah. back and scratch yours. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're doing. It's how do we give back to the community? A lot of people will, you know, tell me, man, Joe, you're what you're doing is badass. It's great. But look, without any of the small vendors, without any of the bands, yep. this doesn't happen. It's a community event. I can get all the praise I want for organizing it. But at the end of the day, without the help of the community and yep. people sponsoring, the event is nothing. So I think everybody else, people like last year, people were like, you know, you're the best in San Antonio. You did this all on your own. I was like, nah, bro. If none of these people, if these bands didn't show up, if these vendors didn't show up, if those people didn't sponsor and believe in me, it wouldn't have happened. So how do I give back to the community? I use my popularity right now in San Antonio. I, awesome. I make sure to put it out there and people fucking came. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're looking for more sponsors for Rockfest. Uh, 
Like, I, where, where do people go if they want to sponsor? Uh, you can DM me on uh, Instagram at Chonkla Academy if you're interested in sponsoring. Uh, let us know. We can. We still have three more stages left uh, that you can sponsor. What will happen with those stages is we name the stage after your business, uh, and then you'll also get a booth at our uh, at our event. It's going to be at the Strawberry uh, Poteet Festival grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hundred acres. If you've ever been there, you know that it's massive. If you've ever been to Strawberry Festival, how massive impact that gets. And it being a free show, we're we're expecting at least five thousand plus people to awesome. attend at this event. Awesome. Uh, and we wow. do have one big headliner. Uh, that's going to be coming to San Antonio. And it's pretty amazing that they were able to want to sign on and believe in what we're doing. So, you know, if you're somebody who loves the Latino community and want to see us come up, this isn't some like woke ideology type shit or anything (laughs) like that. We're really trying to no, because I'll I'll say this. I'll say this one thing about Rockfest. Every single band that I see on there, I'm not giving out handouts. Hey, we just started like last year. Can you give us an opportunity? No. I go in there and I say, are you good? I'll tell them, no, you suck. You need to work on it. And they, yep. I have bands from yep. last year yep. that were horrible. And they worked their asses off so hard. Now they're on this year's rock. Because they know the exposure that, that, yeah. that comes that, out of it. That, yep. And we want them to work hard. We want them to yep. perfect their craft. We want them to understand that, hey, if you want to make it in this world, you got to be really good at what you do. So right. don't let us down. Yep. Yep. And so I'm really proud to say that we have six bands on this year's Rockfest that last year were... Absolutely abysmal. <laughs> but man, they for them up. to say, I'm going to work so hard to be on this festival because mm-hmm. it means something, says a lot about what we're doing for the community. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, uh, we are short on time here now. So, I think we need to just close I pulled it a Danny. up. <laughs> I, I, no, that was, dude, I was there. I'm, I'm actually like, I mean, I know I have my will with Chelsea. We don't have to plug in for that long. No, we but it associates. We're, we're about to go in a circle. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm, I'm just going to say something real quick yeah, yeah, uh, with that. Uh, people need to understand, like, here, it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, you go to Dallas, there's a music scene there. You go yeah. to Austin, there's a music scene here. And I feel like here in San Antonio, there is, but I feel like we're a little too timid here. There is no mm-hmm. union. There is no, like, hey, it's San Antonio. It's like I have to go find into the depths to go find these people. And there's not nobody. And even in the Mexican, in the regional Mexican music as well, it's, uh, it's, it's the same thing. There's not many much going on here. That's why I went to Dallas because, I mean, it was quick. But here, it's the same thing. We need to find local people and, and just unite, man, and just expose it. Yeah, them. there's and, no, like, yeah. musical unity here mm-hmm. in yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. The bands that I have found here, it just magic, man. I'm like, where have you by, guys exactly. been Exactly. There, there's, there is talent there. It's just, it's just like, don't be scared to expose yourself. Let's let's take that talent out there. I mean, hey, Austin is right up the road. We can compete with them in a day. They just, need somebody to yeah. do it, and that, I'm trying to be that guy right it's now. Awesome. Yep, I love that. That's Did awesome. you get those kids off Mob Rock awesome. that were playing in that band? Which one? The Luis Crossway 3000? I don't know. Is that who it was? The I viral am. the viral video. They're yeah, like playing on the yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Alright, guys. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. So... Uh, let's start off with Frankie. Frankie, closing statement, and where can people find you? What's going on, everybody? If you want to hear a little bit more in-depth analysis on the HR6981, you can find me on the Undesirables podcast. And you can get a link to that on my ex at FrankieUSN1987. It is always a pleasure to be here. Child Clown Power, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, Texas Horsepower. You guys can find me on Instagram at... Horsepower Texas, oh, all one word. Other uh, you can find me Horsepower on YouTube Texas. at Official Horsepower Texas. Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you for having me on again. All right. Uh, Danny, closing statement. Where can people find you? Uh, well, on Channel's podcast, I'm just going to plug it in there because uh, I think that's what I'm going to be doing most of my movements. 
And we're going to be, like I said, commenting on just the music scene, uh, the regional Mexican. We're actually going to be inviting actually bands too. Uh, I got people from Marver. So a bunch of local uh, Mexican music bands that I'm familiar with, even here in San Antonio. Here in San Antonio, there's a lot. So we're going to be showing you guys there. You can follow us on X as well. Uh, Dan Lisset underscore 93 and Bobo Ranchero's podcast on Instagram, guys. So shout out. Chanco, the Academy closing statement. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on every single platform at Chancla Academy. Thank you for everything you're doing for the community. Thank you Guys, for having me. Uh, I think that was everybody. My name is Joseph Trimmer, I'm the founder of Free Speech Studios, a host of the Free Speech Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to www.givesendgo.com slash border security. Uh, we're looking to fundraise for more undercover reporting. We need to buy spy equipment and we need travel expenses to the border, guys. Uh, www.givesendgo.com slash border security. This has been the Free Speech Podcast. Thanks, everybody.